Welcome to the Medicast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm... You will say the water bottle out there. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. And we've got a, do we have a good one coming up? Great. Forget good, great. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about, yeah. so medic, we're going to tease you. Uh, we got a good one coming up. But before that, we have, we have some announcements. Yeah. Uh, so, what is that? So, by now, everybody's been to Southern Fried Agile, heard our amazing talk. As, yes. About peanut butter and jelly and Agile and football. Agile and, how and those football. Those are kind of the same thing. Um, but next up, the big appearance is? Well, I have two coming Ooh. up. I have two in um, in October, early October, depending on when this Medicast comes out. I'm going to be speaking in California, uh, in Anaheim, in Disney, in Disney. Wow. Uh, at uh, Star West. Are they going to give you ears? Uh, I have ears. And they're rather no, I mean like? Big ears. Mickey Mouse ears? I like? don't think I, my head, I don't think they have ears that would fit my head. And you're probably very familiar with that phenomenon. <laughs> yes, I am, unfortunately. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh. So I'm speaking at Star West. That's a testing conference. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Mary Thorne, is actually keynoting out there. Uh, so this is her first ever keynote. She's, uh, she's really nervous and really jazzed up about it. Uh, and Mary, you're going to do great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But it is, it's nerve-wracking, Josh. Yeah, yeah. It's no, I get it. Getting in front of a whole room of peers and stuff like that, maybe 800 people, mm-hmm. 800 to 1,000 peers. It can be daunting. Uh, but that, and then in November, uh, I'm going to the Agile Conference in Orlando. Uh, and giving a cup, a workshop or something, and then another talk down there. Cool. So November-ish. Uh, both of these are affiliated with TechWell. So you can go to techwell.com or you can go to my website to figure it out. So Bob Bob Galen, half of the Medicast, is on, on the, the road. road. Is on the road again. Yeah. What else do we have for announcements? Uh, so our, our campaign is rolling well. Again, if you haven't heard us, uh, patreon.com slash meta hyphen cast, or just go to our website and you can find the button. We are trying to raise money to take the Metacast to the next level. And that next level is video. Well, video and platforms and yeah. coverage. Everywhere. Uh, global thermonuclear Metacast coverage. Whopper. We want to be in Tanzania. We want to be... We want the penguins on Antarctica hovering around a screen watching Josh in amazement. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not cheap. To, and it's not going to be cheap to get that done. <laughs> I was planning on having something to say about that, but I really can't follow that up. No. So I guess we'll just go to the episode. We'll go to the episode. Yeah. So enjoy the episode. Who's yes. our? We have a guest. Spring it on him. Spring it on him. Who's, who's the legendary Richard Core? Richard Core. If you've been a recent Metacaster, you've heard us mention Richard at least on five to ten Metacasts when we've talked about Scrum Mastery, uh, leadership examples, and this is this is him. Yep, he's the man. So Here enjoy. We go. Yep. 
Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. And we have a little bit of a uh, sort of a, a reconfiguration of our setup today because we have a guest. Could yes, you? we do. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharing microphones because I couldn't find a cable that we needed to hook up the third microphone. So we're going to wing it. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. you got to yell if you don't have the microphone. All right, we're going to make it work. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, no, the babies are back. The babies are back. So So let's introduce us. Our our special guest. Why don't we have our special guest introduce himself? Hello, Metacaster. My name is Richard Cole. Uh, This is my first time doing a Metacast, so this is going to be really, really weird. Well, all of the Metacast, Richard, are really, really, really <laughs> weird. So you're just going to fit right in. Fit right in, yeah. So what are we going to talk about today, Josh? Well, everybody that's listened to the Metacast, probably the last 10, 15 episodes has probably heard this infamous Richard mentioned on and off and yeah, the things we're doing here at the dude. He's real. He is real. <laughs> he is real. He is here. Um, and Bob and I have talked about having Richard come on. I think we actually planned to do this a while back and something fell through. It didn't work out. And, uh, yesterday we did a recording session and Bob was like, we should have Richard on. Oh yeah. So I went and asked Richard and he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then we wrestled with, does he want to know what we're going to ask or not? So he knows. We don't don't even know what we're going to ask. I was debating. I was like, don't tell me. No, we, we never prepare. I mean, if Josh tells you that we prepare, he's lying to you. So I don't think we've – I mean, we might exchange an email or something like that every once in a while. So maybe I'll kick things off a little bit. So we have we have talked. You have heard us. Every time we've had an episode that's talked about Scrum Mastery and Scrum Masters, I think we were talking once about – not that long ago about hiring Scrum Masters. We were talking about growing teams and creating self-directed teams – uh, Richard's name has sort of popped up there. So, uh, I mean, Richard, what I'd like you to do, if you could, is just talk about, like, your journey in Agile a little bit. Okay. Sort of give give the Metacasters sort of a, you know, a historical view of, you know, you know what are you here? Okay. Uh, what's your role here okay. at The Dude? Uh, you've been here for a few years. And, mm-hmm. and just sort of an evolutionary tale. Would you mind that? And yeah. then we can, I think okay. we can feed some questions off of that. Okay. All right. So I've been with The Dude for six and a half years now. Um, so my journey in Agile, um, I could take it way back. Uh, so the, the journey at, with Agile at the Dude started about two and a half years ago. Uh, so it was approached basically, hey, you know, we need a Scrum Master. Uh, we think you will fit this role. Uh, you have three days to think about it. <laughs> so that's how it started, right? I um, didn't do that. Gave, no, it, well, it was a, no, this is pre-Josh. This is pre-Josh. It wasn't okay. almost like an ultimatum. Right? It's like, you got it. Tell us whether you want to do this or not. You got three days to think about it. Come back with an answer. And if you would have said no, I, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, it's like so. You, we want to. There's a there's a one sided answer. There's a one sided answer I was looking for. But but you know my my truth. I think when I was exposed to agile, it was way back uh, in 2000. I think that's when things were first starting kicking off. Uh, Mike Cohen did the first book that came out. Uh, I had that book with me. Uh, went through the, the whole book with it, tried to implement it at a non-Agile uh, place, and it flopped uh, because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have so, so, so like the company you tried to put it in? Yep, was, uh, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was very traditional command and control, uh, working with the CEO. Uh, you know, I was the director of engineering at that point. 
trying to do things. Uh, kick off the daily stand-up. People, people hated it. The revolt, uh, the planning thing, the estimation thing did not work out. I did not know what I was doing. I did not have any support. Uh, so that's kind of where it started. So after that, it was just purely waterfall model, resource planning. Uh, so I was hired onto uh, at the dude uh, because they didn't help with resource planning and working with uh, partners, uh, you know, internationally in India, Malaysia, uh, Romania at that time. So that's kind of how that works. So I started that journey with them looking at processes. How can we get better at processing? How can we get better at resource planning? Um, so that's kind of where my journey started. Uh, so I kind of have some experience in managing, some experience with uh, working with uh, uh, project management. Uh, I was training project managers at that time. Um, so helping people understanding what project management is, estimation, things like that. Uh, and then kind of, you know, once the opportunity came up, uh, when, when the dude decided that they want to go Agile, right? And then they asked me, we want to go Agile. We want you to, to help us lead this. And I said, okay. Uh, I did a lot of soul searching to see if it's something I wanted to do. Uh, one, one of my, I think, one of my mentors, I, I called him up and said, hey, I've been asked to do this. Should I do this? You know, I'm a director person. You know, I've, I've worked my way up. Should I take this? feels like a step back, three steps back. And he looked at me and said, look, do you want to manage or do you want to lead? Pick one. I said, yeah, I want to lead. So he says, what's the harm of taking it on? What's the worst that can happen? You won't know. Just go on and do it. Worst thing is that just leave or find something else if it doesn't work out. So I kind of jumped on that, and, and that's when I think uh, it, it helped me where people trusted at me. They basically say, we think you can do this. We don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll listen. Right. The first thing was, what do we need to do? And we kind of said, wait a minute, you know. And I said, the first thing about Agile is that if you want to do Agile well, management has to be on board. Um, so here's the, the fallout from Agile is that management usually is the most hardest group to comfort. And they say, okay, we hear you. And we put together a plan on what we need to do. And that's when kind of way we went out and seek, uh, in my mind, the right people, right, the Agile managers in place, the people that know Agile, that's done Agile before. They could help us. Uh, we went out and get, you know, Bob, you came in and helped us do training. Uh, so that, that helped us a lot. Uh, so that's kind of way it all grew for me. So I have one quick question. Like, back to the, what, what is the worst that could happen? It, I mean, had you ever envisioned that you'd be working with Josh? I mean, <laughs> from, from, my, from my point of view, that I mean, I wouldn't have envisioned that. So I would have, I would have been horrified. I would have screamed. There would have been a girl, a high-pitched girly scream across the building. Oh, Josh, did I just say that out loud? I'm sorry. Well, number one, we don't know that that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's Richard, awesome. Richard might have done that <laughs> and then composed himself. So, okay, so that happens. Um, talk through the first... I don't know what's fair. I'm going to throw a number out, six months. So yes. the first six months of us right. starting to get this, right. getting Agile rolling, our right. first teams, what are the, some of the some of the surprises of, holy crap, this is harder than I thought, or this is easier, or just, just the what lot, did that first learning, six months? Yeah, yeah. The, first, so, the key learnings you had during I'll, the first six months. So a lot of it, I think, um, has to do with me preparing myself. One is that I don't know anything. Uh, jumping in is that I have a goal, 
uh, and I told Josh this, is that, you know, I want to be really good at this uh, in a set time frame. That's my goal that I set for myself. Uh, and I don't know anything. I'm willing to learn. Uh, I went out there with an open mind, right? Um, I still believe, I know this is some one of the, probably a, a point of contention or, or differences uh, between Bob, Josh, and, and, you know, you guys and me, is that I still believe that the certification is important for anybody that starts out this journey, whether they do it at the beginning or whether they do it, you know, after six months, it is still critical. Uh, reason is because I had a really good coach. Uh, Peter Saddington was really good. He got me all the basics. He got me PSI plan. He got me all the things that I needed right off the bat. Right, I knew all the stuff already, and he gave me all those examples. Within those two days, I've learned a lot uh, from him. And then he said, hey, go out there. Here's the things to try. Here's the, here's the challenges you're going to get. So that prepped me. So coming in, I was prepped. Uh, going into it, the first six months, it's a lot to do with myself. I think it's just letting go. I'm saying that wait and listen. Basically, the process will work. Uh, and one of the things we talked about this morning was about patience. Uh, be patient, right? Uh, be patient with myself, right? Uh, I'm not going to know everything. Uh, I don't claim to know everything, and it's okay. Uh, it's okay to let go. Uh, and then people look upon. So different people have different background in agile as they come on board. Uh, they will look to us and say, well, here's how we do Agile. How do you guys do Agile? And sometimes we have to be uh, very, very descriptive, uh, prescriptive about it. Right? And Bob, you talked about it before. And I was like up front. I mean, for the six months, I think I was very prescriptive. I said, we're going to do Agile. Here's by the book. We're going to do it X, Y, and Z. And no, we're not going to do that because we're going to do it this way. Um, and I struggled through it a little bit up front. So I mean, I think I think one key point you made is Peter Saddington is a is a good. So there's good trainers and bad trainers, and I'm not yeah. going to make a list. Right. I I, th- I think Saddington falls on the good in a, you know more of this generation. So he he has generational alignment. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has different styles of teaching, mm-hmm. uh, and he's well respected. So you got a good one. Right. Uh, and I think that that's cool. I mean, I I, I think setting you up. I mean, this was a brand new opportunity for you here. So having skills, and Josh was building it as well. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think part of re- reading between the lines, you were sort of on your own. I mean, you had right. Josh, but yep. you, you were the scrum master. Yeah. So you had to figure it out. So having that grounding, I think, was good. Right. Yep. I really like what I heard where you said, you didn't say it this way, but you sort of emptied the cup and you were like, you know, I don't know. It. You know, you knew stuff. You right. actually, you're sort of, you knew stuff. But you emptied yourself mm-hmm. and said, "This is a brand new clean sheet. Right. Uh, let me figure it out with folks." So you weren't you weren't full of yourself. You weren't full of ideas and things. And I, I, a lot of folks get really full of mm-hmm. their agile. I don't know what they know and what they don't know, mm-hmm. know and they get defensive. Mm-hmm. And and I, I actually think that's a really great mindset mm-hmm. to start. Right. 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 And you're prescriptive, so there's right. a balancing act there. I'm empty. Right. But I'm full. Right. I had good certification, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm being prescriptive as well. Mm-hmm. So you achieved a really, I, I mean, I'm reading, I'm, I'm thinking about what you're saying, right. but, but I think there's a really cool balance there for people starting in new shops. Right. So I think the, I, I, I hold on a lot to, you know, following the Agile Manifesto, doing the uh, Shuhari model. Uh, I do a lot of those. I, I believe a lot in those. And I got really, really lucky with Peter Sennington. Uh, you know, when I was given the opportunity, and on the day I came back, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. We're, we're going to try it out. 
And pretty much, and then I say, well, I want to be trained. I want to pick my colon. And then I was told, no, your class starts on Monday. <laughs> you have been signed up. And I freak out at that point. It's like, who is it going to be? Uh, I want to learn from the best. And walking in, and then I found, oh, it was Peter Sanding, did some research. Oh, okay, good. So I had a good person. But you to lucked out there, to your point. That yeah. was sort of a lucky, that was a lucky yep. event. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lean towards you, too, on certification. I think we've said this in the Metacast. If you're going to go for the training, get the best. Yep. I, I lean towards getting the best. So yep. I'm biased towards Cone, not yep. just him or um, – you know, just a small set. If I was like Jeff Patton, if yep. I was going to do story mapping, mm-hmm. I would want to go see Jeff Patton. When right. I did CSPO, it was Schwaber and Cohn, right? And they yep. pair taught, and I yep. and I waited for that. Mm-hmm. And I, so it's I, I think that the instructors and you you've affirmed that the instructors make make or break mm-hmm. the difference. Yep. I think very often. Yeah, right? that's true. So uh, what was what was a surprise that you had? Um, along the way, I mean, in the first six months or a year. So we're talking about challenges. What was the biggest surprise you had or the biggest discovery you had about the role? Oh. And it could be the role, it could be the organization. Well, I think initially walking in, I think I kind of knew Josh before then. So I've met Josh before. We talked about it before. Uh, when he applied, when he got in the, in the position, like, okay, this is going to work well. Um, the, the, for the first six months, uh, there's been countless times when I go home and I told my wife, I said, hey, maybe this is not going to work out with Josh. Because <laughs> I don't think I can work with Josh. I don't know. No way. I don't know if it's going hey, Brother, right. <laughs> brother, yes. No, I know how you, I know how you feel. I'm sorry, did I? Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not arguing with any of this. <laughs> I understand completely and my wife would agree with you. So this is not the first I've heard of this. Uh, but but it was good. It was it was good learning moments for me. Um, one thing is that I I felt very lucky that I've been given this opportunity to do this. I felt like this was I kind of fell onto something that I'm comfortable with. So I felt I felt really comfortable in what I'm doing. I don't have to work really hard uh, and to learn certain things because it kind of I believe in it. Uh, when I read books, when I talk to people, when I see the principles, when I see things, those are values that align with me. Uh, I say, okay, well, that's something already what I am naturally inclined towards. So it becomes very natural for me to do things. Now, do I struggle? Absolutely, right? I struggle a lot with it. There are certain things. There's a lot of growing moments, uh, you know, where I would, you know, I, I would walk away. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated. I walk away. Uh, at the, at the, early on, I did a lot more of that. Uh, now I do less of those things, right? I've learned a lot from Josh, helping me to, you know, coaching me to how, how to work with my emotions, right? I'm very passionate about what I do, um, so that's one thing, right? Having a good, I think, person to go to that can help uh, you walk through those moments is important. And I think the one thing that you also had was it wasn't just me; it was a peer, right? Yeah. Monica, we actually, I think. Maybe you called her your your, your anchor, yes. right? That you had someone yep. that you could talk to yep. about those situations that was feeling the same pain you yes. felt and understood yep. the mm-hmm. emotions and everything that, that, that it wasn't just a mentor, but it was a peer that you could mm-hmm. have a talk with. And we talked about Brent, right? right? How Brent fills that role of right. having having a stable of people that are there that mm-hmm. understand you and, and the situation yep. and can help you work work through those mm-hmm. things. So yeah. I, it's those couple things I think have really yes. helped taken you with your 
instincts, and that's the one thing that I think separates you from a lot of folks, is you just kind of get it. And it's your background. It's everything mm-hmm. you've done. It, it's all those lessons you've learned in directing, managing, mm-hmm. everything that goes along with that that I think has given you the ability to accelerate the growth in being an exceptional scrum master basically from zero, right? Because right. you started yep. at zero yep. a couple of years Absolutely. ago, and then you've had this this like rocket ship launch to get to where you are now. Um, I think it's the past that you have and the history and the roles that you've been a part of that's helped you, but also those those folks you had as the wingmen and wingwomen right. to help yep. you along the way that I think has accelerated you even beyond what you've been able to do right. with yourself. Yep. So, Yeah, and that's key. I was going to say, I mean, I can't believe you said that, Josh, because you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say your background. I mean, what was striking me and I hadn't thought about it before, is you have a, a development background. You have a leadership background. And those lessons learned are coming through. So it's so you're a new scrum master, but you're a seasoned leader. You're a seasoned pro, – you've seen projects, so you've led projects. I I, I have a question. I wonder uh, – so I'm, I make it up as I go sometimes. Okay. So I have, a, I have a pretty strong – Project management leadership background. I mean, I've been doing this for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I've been, and so my experience comes to bear in my coaching or my scrum mastery. And sometimes I just go by instinct. Sometimes I just know, given a context, my gut is telling me this is the right thing to do. And maybe I've never done it before, but then I'm guiding other people through it. So I I almost have to fake it, right? Now, now I'm faking it based on instincts, based on 20 plus 30 years of experience. But at the end of the day, I'm still faking it. Now, I don't tell people that yeah. because they, if I told them I was faking it, they wouldn't follow <laughs> or they wouldn't believe it. So you have to have a, a little bit of a, I don't know, confidence level yes. and stuff. But I, I found I always find myself. It's not that it comes and goes. I, I fake it a lot, and I successfully fake it. And, and usually I trust my instincts, and, and 95% of the time they don't let me down. Have you ever faked it and, and trust your instincts, et cetera? And I think for me that's almost every day as I walk in is, is am I doing the right thing? Uh, why am I here? Right? And that's one of the things is like I self-evaluate myself a lot and say, why am I here? Am I bringing any value? And it feels like I'm faking it, but it's working somehow, <laughs> right? Uh, and again, you call it the instincts, right? And, and at times where, you know, talking to uh, to Charles, you know, the scrum master, and we had this conversation, and we have different styles. I love the way he does things. He's really good at what he does. Uh, he preps, right? And it's like, that's awesome. And then he looked at me and was like, well, you're kind of winging. I was like, yeah, I don't know how to prep. <laughs> so I walk in uh, with an intention. The goal is to do this. Uh, and I think we go really well right now working side by side because, you know, he preps it, and I walk in, and it naturally comes out into certain things I'm looking for. Uh, and that's kind of towards where, you know, faking it. But knowing uh, that an instinct or knowing my past experience is going to help me, here's what we are trying to achieve. Um, so I guess, I guess it's been lucky enough to have that. So Yeah, I think that's the evolution where you've been through enough you've seen enough situations right. that you're comfortable walking into a situation going, okay you can throw pretty much anything at me and maybe i've never dealt with that exact same thing but i've been around the block right. enough to where i can connect the dots of my past and the things i've been through to get to the right solution for this this situation i think that's where the confidence comes in of just having done it and having those tools in your tool belt and everything right. to where okay 
this isn't exactly it, right. but I've seen this before, so I'm going to try this. And mm-hmm. then, again, it, it's the court. It's just like we talk about with the team that we hire, of having right. the core values. If we know we hire people with the right core values, everything's going to take care of itself. So you have the right core values of being an agile coach, a scrum master, of leading mm-hmm. people in an agile world. And so that just, it eventually gets to the right answer. Sometimes right. faster, sometimes slower, yep. but it gets to the right answer. Yep. You just you just made me think um, almost of two categories. And I'm not saying that there's only two categories, right. but... Um, I'm I'm a winger. I wing it, e- even even in a situation where I've done it before. Uh, I'll wing it. I'm not a prepared. And I'm not. And medicasters. I'm not suggesting one is more important <laughs> or better than the other. But I, you and I are like minded that way. I I'm reactive. I'm I'm reading the landscape. I do it in a retrospective. Some people prepare for a retro and they want to, you know, mix up the retros and have different tools and techniques. And I'll do that. But I'm also very adaptable in a retrospective, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll make shifts depending on what I'm sensing in the retro. Right. Uh, so I try to be adaptive, and it's my experience and my instincts coming through. I've worked with a lot of scrum masters. Maureen Green is one who we've talked about on the Metacast mm-hmm. before that I work with, um, and and you you know you talk about uh, you know folks here that are more prescript not prescriptive but more planned, right? A more uh, sort of preparation based. Right. Um, uh, Laura is a scrum master. I, I've, I've met more scrum masters like that at Rally, for example, mm-hmm. who are more scripted, right. uh, and they're very experienced. It's not to say one is right, right. wrong, but it's but they come in with a technique, and then if the technique blows up, they actually struggle uh, quite a bit sometimes, being sort of mm-hmm. on the fly. They're adaptable, but not on the fly adaptable. Mm-hmm. Do you know, yeah. like in yeah. the mo- in yeah. the moment, yeah. in the moment is really right. hard. So it strikes me that there's probably those two categories. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm clearly saying one is not better than the other. I mean, at some points, I'm almost too reactive to a team. Yeah. The, the team is struggling. What the hell is he thinking? Right? Yeah. Where is he going? So yeah. he he's more adaptive, and they don't have right. my context. Where coming in and telling them, "Hey, we're going to go through this, this, and this today," sort of gives them a sense of grounding and stuff. Right. Um, but that's that's my lineage right. as well. Yeah, and, and I'm starting to do. I'm starting to collect those things in terms of you know. Um, Learning from from uh, the planners, the people that love to plan. So, learning from them, you know, what do we need to plan and things like that. And then, and I could sit down and have it in the back of my head as to how we would approach it. Uh, but it's in my head. Right? It's, it's not written down or anything like that. But you know, I think a lot of what I do is observation, and then based on observation, react to the observation and and tweak it and see see what happens. Now, I may not do it right away, but it may take. You know, I look for trends. Right, if it's the first time that happens, maybe it's not. It's not going to happen again. I don't know. Uh, so, so yeah, I do react to things. Listening too, so I find it like my listening ability. So right. I try to be empathetic, mm-hmm. and I try to listen deeply, and even observe body language and things yes. like that. Yeah. So very often, my brain, when I'm not leading or something, I'm also sort of observing the group. Yep. A lot, yeah, and even even subtle things like a, a slight roll of the eyes or a slight sort mm-hmm. of disconnect or how people are sitting, I'm observing that. Right. And usually, again, my instincts are not 100 percent correct, right. but I can detect things, right. and so I can sort of guide things. Right. I, I would bet you, I would bet yeah. you're doing some of the same yeah. stuff. Yep. So that's sort of that you know living in the moment, but you have to be a dynamic observer as yes. well. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I think I think that probably worked. Really well here. You have a nice compliment. Yes. You know, in the beginning, yep. 
what style would work best. I think as the teams were evolving, I mean, you were building teams, probably that adaptive style mm-hmm. worked really well mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now you're sort of blending it. Right. Okay, so we've talked about the past, how you got here, where right. you are today. Now right. the, we need the magic ball. Okay, all right. Uh, the magic ball. The magic ball. The magic, what, what do you call this? The magic, the magic eight ball, eight magic eight ball. Eight the crystal ball. Magic eight Gosh, ball. I should not be allowed to talk <laughs> no, and, ball. and have a request. So the magic, so take your choice, right? right? Magic eight ball, crystal ball, whatever you want. Magic wand. We can be Harry right. Potter. We can be whatever. Um, where, where do you see your your growth of where you want to go as a scrum master, agile coach? What are the things that you see for you in the future? So, uh, one of the things I still believe in is is bringing Agile to uh, to the outside world. I think we've been, Scrum, Agile have been here for about 15 years now. Um, I don't see it, I still haven't seen it taken off yet. Um, I'm hoping that I could help in that direction. Uh, where do I want to be? I want to be, you know, I would say, I want to be like Bob Galen. Right? I want to be a, a consultant. I want to be somebody that goes out there and influence organizations, uh, help people transitions or uh, transform. Right, or, or mentor people, lead people in that direction. I don't know if it's right for me, but that's kind of what I'm leaning towards now is seeing that. Um, is it in an organization? Is it outside? It doesn't really matter. Right? As, as long as I can help do that, I think that would be something I'd like to do. But a younger and a more yeah. handsome version of Could Bob be. Galen, I would hope. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Kick Bob in the uh, <laughs> below the belt. Yes, thank you. Mission accomplished. So, uh, so coaching, so organizational. What I would call yeah. more organizational stuff. Right. The other thing you've done, though, and I, I, I personally, a, a while back, I wrote a paper on acquiring coaches. Right. And uh, I had, I was trying. It was a little self-serving, in that I was trying to skew it towards my my role right. or my mm-hmm. my my business. But I was also trying to be honest and to say these are the factors you look right. for, and uh, a couple of the factors I was I articulated is like activity in the community, right. uh, giving back to the community, mm-hmm. uh, pr- presentations, right. self learning. I, I felt really strongly then when I was putting this together. It's not just someone who's a certified coach, right. yep. and then wants lots of money, and then they get right. paid and they right. smile. Right. Uh, but I, I wanted a well-rounded coach, and I see you doing some of that stuff as well. So react to that. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? Oh. Do you, how do you see it? So part of it is, is I think, um, I want to learn. Starting this journey, I have no idea what's out there. Uh, you know, I told Josh that I want to be the best uh, in what I do in a year. Uh, I know I didn't do that, uh, but I kind of know... What do I need? I don't know. I know there's a lot of experts out there. A lot of people, a lot of knowledge. It's been 15 years. People do this more than I have. So I need to learn from these people. Uh, and part of it, as, as I learned, there are people uh, kind of in my same path, right? They're, they're in the journey as well. How do they learn? And what I found was, wait a minute, it's not fair that you have companies that have lots of scrum masters that share it. But in the community, we can't. You know, I'm, you know, scrum myself, one, who did I share with? You know, where did I learn from? Well, why, why not learn from other people that have been doing this for a while? So I, I love to do that. I, I enjoy doing that, enjoying 
uh, engaging the, co- the community, having them come and do this, having them talk. It wasn't me talking. I didn't, I mean, I learned from them more than anything else, right? Uh, so I really am a big proponent of, of having a community that shared and learned, uh, learned and feel together pretty much. Okay, so a couple podcasts ago, maybe it was the 100th or something, or in the not-too-distant past, Bob and I were, like, imploring the listeners to go out there and make a difference in, in the community and start something. And we referenced yeah, yeah, the yeah. Scrum Master Focus Group. Right. Yeah. So you saw a gap. You saw a need. And you made something happen. Walk folks through how to make that happen, how you did it. So in, so hopefully somebody in Brussels or Scotland, like the last one we talked about, right, or right. somewhere has those tools that says, oh, this is how Richard did it. This is how I can start a focus group in our city. Right. So um, when I first started, there was nothing, right? There was nothing out there. Uh, there was a group, uh, the LN group was doing some things. There was some, I went to a couple of those things, and I, there was great learning stuff from it, but it wasn't for me. It was too far away. I wasn't advanced enough to be in those conversations. So I wanted something tailored all, all towards all the beginners, basically. Um, so first thing I think we'll basically find out if there's a group that's out there. Uh, if you can get in touch with the people that's running that, uh, kind of where Bob, you were running ELN, that's kind of how I connect with you, right? So hey, Bob, would you mind if, if we do this with your group, right? And Bob was gracious enough to say, hey, yeah, go ahead and do it. And it's going out and doing it. Just do it. I don't know whether it was successful or not. Just do it. You just have to take the first step and believe in it, do it, and see what happens. Uh, and so far, you know, the community has responded. They, they love it. They want it. Uh, and, and constantly we're getting a lot of people coming to the, uh, to the meetup. I mean, it's. I think we said in that podcast, we said get off your ass to some degree in, in polite terms. But, I mean, I think the key thing is to get off the sidelines, get off your ass, and have some commitment and, and passion and just do it and try it. And then experiment. Bring all this wonderful agile stuff. You know, the, the notion of minimal viable products, the notion of experimentation, the notion of just, you know, pivoting. Uh, and you did uh, you did all of those things. And it turned out, and listening to the customers. And in your case, the Scrum Master Focus Group, right. the customer spoke. Yep. I mean, they're speaking to this day. Yep. I, I mean, other p- folks st- stood up to right. be leaders, yep. you know, et cetera. That, that group has actually been a model for some other stuff. There's something in there, in that group, I just wanted to highlight. I wanted to see... Get your feedback because we've never really talked about it. Right. But I know that there's been some Scrum Master shadowing for us. So there's a bunch of people in the world that come to group meetings uh, that don't have jobs and they want right. to be agile. So they've taken a certification or they've taken some classes. But they really, I, I encounter a lot of a lot of these people reach me or approach me, and um, and they're like they want to uh, get experience. They'd like to they like to break into an agile job. And uh, you had the idea of maybe shadowing or something. Right. So we, we started this process of uh, the shadowing process we have. So we kind of got together with a couple companies. Uh, so like-minded people, they said, hey, you know, would it be great if we can come to an organization and see it, see what good Agile means, see how other people are doing Agile? Uh, because we do it different from companies to company, right? So how you do something may be different, right? How does distribution, distributed Agile works? I uh, had opportunity to sit in on those, right? Uh, so giving back to people that wanted to learn. They, they got certified, but they don't know what it's like. You know, what is it like in a true day-to-day as a scrum master? What do you do? You know, I've gone through my certification. I've gone through the theory of it. I've seen, I've read the ceremonies, but what is it like? 
Um, so, so the idea came about, well, what if we give them that opportunity? Uh, part of it is I want to learn from others too. I want to go see other companies how they do it. Right? And that's kind of where it stands. And it, it turned into where people were coming to us, hey, I'm new. What did I do? Uh, so it's been a great journey for me to to see that, to see people turning to us, to the dude, to say, hey, can you help out? Uh, so it's been a, it's really awesome to see. Yeah, so we've had a few um, roll through. And it, it's it's inspiring and amazing at the same time watching how much Richard invests in helping them learn. Right? He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't need – he's got a full-time job. He, he could probably charge for this service, but he doesn't. He, he's He's trying to help people make the leap – and make the right leap. And it's always, it puts a smile on my face to see Richard doing that. Cause he, he is all in on these folks and they come in over multiple days and you just spend a lot of time trying to help them understand and find the path. And, there, and there's times where maybe the person walks away and says, okay, that's not for me, right. but at least that's a lesson learned and they can that's cross right. that off. Right. So that's, and then there's times it's like, okay, I got a job yeah. or I landed opportunity yeah. and it's where I want to go. So that's, yeah. that's a, that's a huge win just across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, talk a good game about servant leadership but that is servant leadership yeah. right that's serving there's there's the words and and sort of your gels jabbering together and then there's people then you serve josh you're a servant leader here mm-hmm. but then they're serving the community and i i think that's and, and giving back or paying it forward and stuff so that i think that's a really cool part i mean for me that would be a differentiator if i was hiring coaches that story so your your coaching chops matter but how well-rounded, you know, is it in your DNA? Do you know, right. is it is yeah. it just BS and you're trying right. to get a paycheck or is it a part of who you are? Mm-hmm. And I know I may be weird, but I look for agile coaches where it's part of their DNA. I want right. it to be in their heart as well. So, so what if you could, if you've, have you ever listened to the Metacast? I've listened to a lot of the Metacast. So give uh, any feedback for us that you might have for us. What can we do to improve what do you like about the Josh and Bob show? Do you want me to talk more? <laughs> let me let me say that again. Yeah, more words than Josh. Do you, yeah. do you want me to talk more? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, really? No, it's probably not. <laughs> we need to have like a counter going I on and count the words right. now. We have talked about having a word count yeah. done per episode, but that's that's okay. So no, but seriously, so as as someone that's listened, um, can you help us guide the show in a Better direction, different direction, something we've done once you'd like to see us dig in more? or So I love the back and forth between the two of you. Uh, you know, sometimes you play a certain role, you ask some questions. Oh, it so goes nervous. flip-flop, right? And, and that's a it's natural conversation. You guys are having a conversation about a topic, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it. Um, you know, I don't know whether it's script or not. Probably not. It doesn't sound that way. No. Uh, so that's what I like about it, right? To me, that's fun. I can listen to it, I can enjoy listening to it, and yeah, I agree to that topic, I may not agree to that topic. To me, that's what I like about it so far. Um, when I first started with the topic, I think it was, I jumped in on a couple of topics on there, and that was one of those where Josh was all about Kanban. Like, yeah, no, we're not doing Scrum, we're doing Kanban. And that's the one I struggled with, and that happened to be the first one I listened to, and I was like, <laughs> holy crap, is this going to be what I have to deal with? <laughs> welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but but it was good. It was good information to have. It, it, it gives me an insight. Uh, it does give me an insight into what you guys do. Uh, and understanding that and how I could use it 
uh, in terms of what I do oh, day in day out. Thank so. you for the feedback. That was really that was sweet feedback. I, I appreciate. It. If anything does come in, uh, thoughts, give us. A, and you hear us talking okay. podcasts about it. But it's. I, I think we, we try to we try to make adjustments, etc. Um, Metacasters, I, I want to thank Richard for coming in today. Uh, is there anything left on the table? No. Are you good? Thank you for having me. No, this is your pedestal, right? Oh, you, this is your moment. If yeah. there's anything you want to say, oh, anything yeah. bothering you, yeah. do you want me to leave the room? Oh, so yeah. you can... <laughs> no, no, we don't. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to record it because you're in here later. Right? Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. okay. That was a trick, wasn't it? You no, no, no. Yeah. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, is there anything about the community or anything you've seen, trends or anything like that? That's... My thing is, is going out there, going to the community, uh, encourage communities to step up. I encourage the people working at the companies. If you're in Scrum Masters, come join us at the Scrum Master Focus Group. Bring what you have because we know you have those knowledge. We want to learn from you. Uh, come and join us. Uh, you know, come share. It's once a month. Uh, it's not a lot. Uh, and I appreciate people that actually step up. And that was really awesome to see community doing that. So I really encourage people to do that. I'm hoping to see a product owner focus group. Ooh. So that's the challenge out there. We, cool. we've, I've actually had some dialogue with someone about that. And I, now you reminded me. I think <laughs> I dropped the ball. I may have dropped the ball. I want to thank Richard for coming in. Uh, Metacasters, I think it came through, but I want to make sure it came through. Um, there are scrum masters. There are coaches. There are agile leaders. Uh, they talk a good game. Uh, and God bless their little hearts. That's great. Uh, then there are people who embrace it and walk it and talk it. And almost every minute of the day, they're trying to just get better. And they're trying to lead by example, and they're trying to learn. And Richard is one of those. And you heard that today, I think, from him. And it's not just about Richard. That's the role model. That's what you want to, from my point of view, that's what, you want, that's what we all want to aspire to. We want to aspire to that mindset. So we talk about doing Agile and being Agile. That's a being Agile mindset when it comes to Agile leadership. So I w- I, that's why I was excited about inviting him is to just have him share that. And to share himself. So I really appreciate it. I hope this wasn't too painful for you. No, it wasn't. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Wait. Oh, okay. There we go.